You're listening to the Favorite Marriage Podcast, a place where you and your spouse can experience God's favor on your forever. We are your hosts, Monty and Janine Moore. With over 28 years of marriage, our desire is to encourage any marriage in any season to have the favorite marriage. Join us as we explore relevant topics and provide practical tools for your marriage toolbox. Here's this week's episode of The Favorite Marriage. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Favorite Marriage Podcast. We're your hosts, Monty and Janine Mora, and we are passionate about the married life. We're glad you joined us today in this episode and where we are going to learn how to fight fair. Yeah, this is going to be a really, really good episode, learning how to fight fair. And so we're going to provide several pathways on how a married couple can manage conflict in their marriage. But first, before we dive into today's content, huge announcement. Yes. This is like magnanimous. We're so excited. So we were scrolling through the um, websites today and we found is on a podcast platform called thefeedspot.com, they ranked the 35 best marriage podcasts in 2023. And guess what, guys? The favorite marriage came up as number 10 spot. Number 10. Thank you. We are so excited. We're so grateful for the Feedspot. We're so grateful for our listeners, our followers. And that was just a testimony this morning to God's faithfulness. Yeah, we were shocked, amazed, excited. And so um, it made us so excited. We wanted to do another podcast. So here we are. Yeah. As we dive into today's content, Janine, I have a question for you. And of course, for our listeners, what do all these words have in common? Shouting, hiding, shaming, pouting, avoiding, taunting, interrupting, nitpicking, arguing, You have an answer? I kind of have an idea. Okay. They're all unhealthy ways to respond to conflict. Right, right. If a couple wants to have a healthy marriage, they must learn how to fight fair. This means developing healthy ways to express disagreements and resolve conflict. If conflicts are handled correctly, Monty, they can actually build a stronger marriage and even deepen intimacy. Yeah, it's all about how you utilize that conflict and how you use that situation. And it can actually bring a couple closer together. And so let's go ahead and take a, t- a deep dive into today's episode, How to Fight Fair. Um, do you remember last year we were at a marriage conference in Estes Park and the speakers, Tim and Joy Downs, they had shared a comment that really resonated with me and, and touched close to our home. And this was their statement. They said marriage is the only institution in the world where you can win every battle but lose the war. That was so good. Yeah, I find that so impacting. And I think back to all the moments in our marriage and even with coaching sessions that we've been a part of, and we've seen this statement become a reality, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Couples fight, they argue, they shame. And then in all of that, one spouse might step back and say, ah, I won the battle, but in reality, both of them lost the war. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a couple of myths floating around out there when it comes to young couples. And why don't you share this first myth that sometimes young couples experience? Right, right. So a lot of times young couples think, well, if we love each other, we won't fight. And if we do fight, this means that there's something wrong with this. Maybe they're not, we, we pick the wrong person and we fight a lot. So therefore... This this is just not something that is going to work, and and which begins the talk 
about divorce and separation. Sure, yeah. And what young couples need to understand is that this is this is not a healthy way to view their marriage because we know that we're imperfect people. Right. And when we get two imperfect people together, living together, one thing is certain, there's going to be conflict. Right. And please know that conflict is a common hurdle for every marriage. That is just something common that's going to happen. Um, you might not experience it as, as much in the dating um, era of, of the relationship, but boy, when you join together and you begin to live life together every day, there's going to be conflict. Yeah. So where does a healthy marriage begin? I think that's a really good question for us to think about today in this episode. Where does a healthy marriage begin? A healthy marriage begins, here it is, with a healthy you. You see, what we see is that a person's past experience and how they seen conflict maybe played out in their home growing up, somehow that past or that situation finds its way into the marriage, whether good or bad. But as a result, they employ the same conflict tactics that they seen in their home and they use it upon or against their spouse. Mm-hmm, right. It reminds me of the scripture, James 4, 1, that reads, what causes quarrels? What causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Yeah. Yeah. And James says here is that the quarrels, the fights that come from these passions that just rage inside of our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. And so we disagree about our perceptions. We disagree about our desires, our ideas, and our values. And all of these fall under that category that James talks about the passions that rage with inside of us. Right. And we brought in a lot of those inner battles to our marriage. And I came into our marriage a very insecure young lady. You know, I I think of just the things that I never dealt with as a child. And it just, you know, compounded over the years. And I brought that right into our marriage. One of the things that I know I brought into our marriage was this idea of abandonment. You mm. know, mom and dad divorced when I was six months old. And um, I always had this abandonment issue in my life growing up. And so even in 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 how I viewed marriage and how I viewed relationships, I viewed it through the lens of abandonment. Mm, and yeah. so I, too, brought that into our marriage. And that played a lot into how we resolve conflict it did because i thought every time we fought you're gonna leave (laughs) right and i thought every time we fought you were judging me and you were looking at me as someone of a lesser value of what you actually thought of me as your wife and i just never understood the value of how you looked at me because i was just so blinded by my own thoughts about myself Mm -hmm. yeah and we definitely bring that into the relationship and it Especially it plays out when it comes to how we resolve conflict, disagreements, and things like that. Mm -hmm. So there are a couple of ways we can deal with conflict and offenses, and we want to talk about three. And the first one is, how do we overlook an offense? Proverbs 19.11 says, sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. Yeah, that's a really good scripture um, as we... Think of this idea of how can a couple learn to overlook offenses in their marriage. Okay, now we want to say up front that there is a difference between avoidance Mm -hmm. and overlooking. Yes. Okay, so avoidance is when you just really don't want to address the problem. 
and you sweep the problem under a rug and it gets bigger and bigger right. and bigger. Simply That's because, dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous. And before you know it, like they say, that little tiny fear that you sweep under the rug and you keep sweeping under the rug, it turns out to be a monster one day. Mm-hmm. And you trip over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you keep sweeping it over the rug, under the rug. And then um, all of a sudden you're walking one day and you just you fall flat on your face because you haven't dealt with it. Yeah. So and whereas like overlooking an offense is more about building a genuine peace in the relationship between you and your spouse. The question is, is when should I overlook an offense Mm -hmm. and when is it not possible to overlook an offense? So some behaviors that we can easily overlook in marriage to minimize conflict and not create conflict. One thought would be, can you overlook when the dishes aren't loaded in the dishwasher correctly? Right. Just menial things like things that can cause a really big fight such as um, dirty towels on the floor or you didn't clean up his side of the sink or the the toothpaste tube you know all of those things yeah. that we giggle and laugh about in in some marriages they are a for real issue that tends to blow up um, what's actually a deeper issue mm-hmm And it plays into a positive way when a couple can learn how to overlook just some of those menial things that they're really not big things. Um, They're not things that's damaging the marriage. They're just little tiny things that a husband and wife can say, yeah, I can let that one go. That's not a really big deal. Right. It's not a make it or break it kind of situation. Janine, what about when a couple cannot overlook an offense? Mm Mm-hmm. Here's kind of where the married couple, you, you need to start looking for what we call patterns. Patterns of sin, patterns of danger, patterns of destructive behavior, or when just something is plainly harming the marriage. This is when a, a spouse needs to really lovingly call out and address the situation. And so mm-hmm. this circumstance, this sin or this danger, or this pattern is so pervasive where it can't be overlooked. It has to be addressed. And of course, we do that when we do that with the spirit of love, when we call that out in our relationship with our spouse. Right. I love that you said call it out with the spirit of love because we can tend to allow something to go for so long and then you just can't hold back anymore. And then it, then you blow up at your spouse and that is not going to accomplish anything, right? That is going to just create a bigger situation, a, a more... Um, combative situation between the two of you. So calling it out in love, providing that safe place to talk and work it out. And then what happens if you, you just can't work it out? What if it, what if it does blow up? What if it does become a topic that you two just cannot work past yourselves? Mm -hmm. What do you do then? Yeah. Well, this is where you would want to definitely get into some type of marriage coaching sessions, um, or in some cases, even professional counseling mm-hmm. that would help out. Right. Um, but be careful. Be careful of the advice, or should I say be careful from whom you seek advice from. Right. Right. In this, and what what we mean is when you are reach, when you've reached that point where it's like, I can't work past this, my husband and I, or my wife and I cannot work past this. And then you begin to go and talk to a coworker or a family member and just start spilling out all of your troubles to them when they really are not qualified to help you, right? You're, you're talking to people who cannot 
invest back into you positive um, or even what you should be seeking out spiritual advice to help you yeah. with your marriage. You're just looking for someone to side with you mm -hmm. to see your perspective and basically get them on your side is what you're trying to do so that then you have this ammunition to go back to your spouse. Well, this person said this. And this person agrees with me. Right. And they're not even people who are number one in the word of God and aligning up their their advice with God's word. Or they might just have a viewpoint where they do side with you because there's that bias. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We always share with our marriage community, whether we do coaching or classes, we always say, make sure you go to somebody who can actually help your help marriage, you. Mm -hmm. you know, help your marriage. So again, you want to kind of have this filter of who am I going to go to for advice and for counsel when we're faced with this conflict between my spouse and I, and make sure that person can actually help and in, in, in move your marriage forward and not you know, tear a marriage apart or bring a greater division within your marriage. So that's an important aspect we always teach in our coaching sessions. Right. And one last thing that I want to share, Monty, is it is important that when you are doing this, that you always keep in mind that you are still honoring your spouse in the position they hold in your life. For me, you are the leader and the spiritual leader of our home. You are my husband, even though it might be a um, a topic or a situation that you and I can't get past and I need to go to um, a trusted sister or someone um, in the church that I that mm -hmm. I trust. Sure. Um, I'm thinking of a couple right now in mind that, you know, we always can go to them and they will allow me to share. But I am sharing just about the struggle. I'm not tearing you down. I'm not um, causing them to view your character in any lesser way i'm basically sharing this is our struggle monty you are human i am human and this is just a battle we cannot work past mm -hmm. and it's important that a husband does that for his wife as well that you go to whoever you trust talk about the situation but uphold your wife and still protect her sure. you're you're her protector mm -hmm. and it should be a conversation that you're still honoring each other but hey, there's there's some there's some problems that we yeah. need to get over. And can you please help us? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the second O. And again, all the three aspects of dealing with conflict today begin with the letter O. And so the first one was overlook. The second one is over exaggerate an offense. Over exaggerating, this makes something larger than what it really is, mm -hmm. or it takes a situation that could be very small or minute and it, you you take it to an excessive degree, right? Mm, and yep. so over-exaggeration literally fuels conflict. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And we see it so much in today's society. Like there is so much exaggeration that happens in social media and in, you know, in our world. Yeah. When you look at over-exaggerating comments... You'll hear these words in them, words like never and always. You, you never think of yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> you never think of me. Uh, you always do this or you never fill in the blank. Yeah, our marriage will never get better, right? So these over-exaggerated statements and phrases that we use, and a lot of them in many times are just unjustified and they only add fuel to the conflict. 
Right. So here's a good practice you can have when you are coming to the table to discuss something very intense, something you know that is going to just be a little rough getting through. I would say as a husband and wife, you sit down and you get a piece of paper or index cards and you write the words never and always. Place them on the table and as you guys begin to discuss the situation, agree together that you will not use those words never and always. Because what does that do when you begin to say, well, you never or you always? It puts the other person in a defensive mode. Yeah, and it antagonizes them and Mm -hmm. it actually escalates the, the problem. Oh, yeah, it does. So instead of using never and always, what would be some other words that they can replace? Well, like, honey, you rarely. Now, I don't know if you're going to be using the word honey (laughs) when you're in this deep (laughs) conversation, but rarely do you or sometimes you do this or sometimes I feel this way, you know, taking the you, like the pointing the finger and saying, I feel putting the focus on you saying, I feel this way when you do this. Yeah, and that kind of de-arms the situation, or we call it Mm de-escalate. When you come from a my perspective, a me perspective, instead of you perspective, especially when you use the word never and always. So you can replace those words by using rarely, sometimes, often would be good. Substitute words as you're navigating through some difficult conversations. And so, again, I think you already mentioned this, but... We, we can't over over exaggerate a situation because that antagonizes our spouse and it can actually take the conflict to a whole nother level where you never intended it to be. And so when we over exaggerate a situation, a conflict, it actually inhibits a couple from focusing on the actual problem at hand mm-hmm. and it can actually injure the relationship in a much deeper way. Right. And what happens is when you put them in defense mode, they begin to start scrolling in their minds well i need something to come back and then they begin to pull things Mm. we call it motion in the backfield right in the backfield so pulling out things from the past and then you begin fighting about something you never even started to discuss at the table and to start with right it's like well you came to the table to discuss one thing but then when you begin to start putting that defensive spirit in your spouse because you're an you're over-exaggerating or you're using those never and always words, then it becomes like this fight. It's like fair ground, right? Well, you pulled this, so I'm going to pull this, and then it just becomes yeah. a ping and a pong. And then you guys are way off, and you're fighting about things Something from, that happened in 1922. Right, right. Or <laughs> last Christmas or or last, or, you know, this summer. You know, just, just be careful on how you approach the situation don't over exaggerate mm-hmm. be very mindful in the words that you use yeah and always remember to honor each other with your words yeah a very good practice y'all is to keep focus on the problem at hand and have a healthy perspective not an exaggerated perspective but a healthy perspective at the issue that you are discussing and this is where praying for wisdom yep Praying for wisdom. If you can get yourselves to come together before speaking and one of you lay down your pride and say, let's pray before we talk. It could be a very beautiful conversation. 
praying for wisdom to have a balanced view of the issues on the table. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we've talked about two things, overlooking an offense. Mm -hmm. Don't exaggerate an offense. Over-exaggerate. And the last one, which is the one we really want to hone in on and teach and put in your marriage toolbox, is overcoming an offense. How do we overcome an offense? The goal in every conflict is for the couple to find a way to overcome the challenge together, right? This is why we come together. You know, we're not coming together to talk just to see our own perspective. We need to talk because when you have conversation, it's one person talking and hearing the other person's perspective as well. So it's a two-sided conversation in order to Try to see one another's perspectives so that you can overcome the situation. Yeah, that's so good. So here's where we want to kind of flip the script. Okay. How do we overcome? How do we overcome? So instead of seeing your spouse as an enemy in the opposite corner, let's say of the marriage ring, Mm -hmm. why don't you invite your spouse to your corner? Come into each other's corner and learn how to fight together against the enemies that are attacking your marriage we call this for many years and we've prayed this and we've shared this with many couples locking your shields of faith together as a married couple right because you have to recognize and understand that you are not each other's enemy that there is an enemy that is definitely out to kill still and destroy your marriage because your marriage is a reflection of god's love of god's restoration of of the image uh, he designed for Christ in the church. Like you are it. That is what our job is to do is to reflect. Reflect who? God, he, his right. image. Right. So who else is going to work so hard against you to try to destroy that? And what is so frustrating when we come um, with together with couples and, and they refuse to see that, we try so hard to help them take their eyes off each other and turn their eyes towards the true enemy. And when they're they're unable to do that, it's heartbreaking. But when they Mm -hmm. are able to do that and say, wow, we have been fighting against the wrong enemy. Like we are not even, we're not even enemies. Why are we fighting Mm -hmm. against each other? It's like when you're watching a football game and, and you, you're tackled by your, your own man. Like that's just silly, right? Friendly fire. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, that's what happens. That's what marriage is, is you're tackling each other from getting to the touchdown. I mean, you, you just wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. Mm. So why do we allow that in marriage? Right. We're tackling each other and trying to keep each other from reaching the end zone. Mm-hmm. And scoring some good points in life. Yeah. Right. So join together. Turn your eyes towards the enemy, the other corner. Come to that corner where you're, where your trainer's at, Right. Let let the Mickey to your Rocky, you know, that's that's like God to us, be that person that encourages you and and, and pushes you towards the right fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have to remember who is in our corner with us as right. a husband and wife. It's the Lord. Mm-hmm. It is the Lord. And he's your coach. He is the one championing, championing that marriage relationship. Yes. And what happens is when a couple comes together in the same corner and they battle together mm-hmm. against, you know, with the conflict at hand, they create this spiritual synergy that takes place. Right. I think For of sure. the scripture where it says one can put a thousand to flight, yes. but two 
can put 10,000 10, to flight. That's that Love synergy. That scripture. And this is how we fight fair, right? Right. This is how you fight fair. So if you tuned into this podcast to think, oh, I want to I want to learn how to fight my spouse. Uh, plot twist. <laughs> how you fight fair, my friends, is you join together with your spouse in the same corner, turn your efforts to the other corner, which is the enemy, and you fight with the word of God. You fight with a spiritual mindset, and this is how you fight fair. Mm-hmm. So a couple thoughts we have here today we want to share. Um, when it comes to conflict, we're calling them see your conflict. We have three of these. Okay, First is, as a husband and wife, see your conflict as a gift of opportunity for you and your spouse to grow together. Right. There is always growth coming out of conflict if it's done correctly. So a second one is see your conflict as an opportunity to be selfless, right? Jesus came mm-hmm. to serve, not to be served. And when we are selfless towards one another, we are acting as our savior and we are going to place our spouse above ourselves. Yeah. And the third C, your conflict, is see your conflict as an opportunity to forgive. First of all, when it comes to forgiveness, we have to seek forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this in one of our episodes about say these three phrases. And right. we talked about the apology language. So mm-hmm. seeking forgiveness means naming your offense and then owning your responsibility and then learning an apology language such as, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Hey, I messed up. Right. I love how one marriage couple put it. They said, name it, own it, say it, and then change it. Change it. That's the important piece right there. You can say all you want. You can name it all you want. But friends, if you don't change it, then you're not truly asking for forgiveness. Um, you're just, you just do, you're providing just lip service. Yeah, going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. The second thing is to grant forgiveness, freeing your spouse from the debt of their offense, right? Not taking revenge or becoming resentful. Instead, give them grace, forgive them and seek to move forward. And I just keep going back to that whole idea of what Christ has done for us. Like, who are we to hold offense when Christ chooses to forgive us? His mercies are new every morning. His grace is sufficient. Yeah, one of the things that we really focus in on marriage counseling is, or should I say marriage coaching, is we we coach couples to move forward and not backward. Mm -hmm. And this is where the forgiveness piece comes in. Right. And oh, I love this quote by um, a beautiful woman of God, Ruth Graham. Um, She said, a happy marriage is the union of two good forgivers. Love it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, and each couple, husband and wife, we're called to be a peacemaker. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed. And if God is true to his promises, if we are peacemakers, he is going to bless us. Mm-hmm. And he says we will be called children of God. You know why he says children of God? Why? Because forgiveness is is a way that we we are acting like God. God mm-hmm. is a forgiving God. And when we emulate him by creating peace and forgiving, then God says, that's my child because mm. they're acting just like me, forgiving. So as we begin to close, we want to just recap the six tips for fighting fair. So number one, start your sentences with I instead of you. 
So you might start out by saying, I feel anxious when we're late. It's easier to hear than, you always make me late. <laughs> right. Keep your fighting away from your kids. Um, we didn't really talk about this yet, but I just want to throw that in there, especially if your conflict does not involve them. Or actually, even if it does involve them, they don't want to hear their parents fighting about them, especially if um, it's something that was created because of them that can turn to them feeling like, well, my parents are fighting because of me and make them begin to feel really bad about it. So keep your fighting away from your kids. Absolutely. Number three is keep away from attacking your spouse's character. Mm -hmm. This goes back to the old fashioned character assassination. Um, what you don't want to do in conflict is don't assign negative labels on each other. Things like, oh, you're so lazy or you're so, you know, you can fill in the blank type of type of language. So mm -hmm. keep away from attacking your spouse's character. Right. And if you need to call a timeout, just say it. Now, I say that with the option of calling a timeout, but coming back to it when you um, when emotions have kind of settled down. So you never want to just say timeout and then you never come back to that conversation because then that becomes avoidance. Yep. And you also want to avoid bunny trails, right? Like we talked about earlier. So that those bunny trails become really easy when we be begin to um, fight unfair with coming with those words never and always. You tend to land up going down bunny trails because then you begin to bring up past mistakes. Stay focused on that current situation. And the last one, number six, let your spouse talk without interruptions. So in other words, this shows that when you... What this does is it shows that you respect and you honor your spouse. When mm -hmm. you give them the opportunity to share and talk and try not to jump to a conclusion as your spouse is speaking to you. So just give each other that grace to share, mm -hmm. to talk without interrupting one another. Right. And the way to do that in a gentle way, if it becomes a shouting match, is just put your hand up and just say, can I please finish my sentence or can I please finish what I was about to say or you know just something very kind in that way and that's just a way to put your spouse at whoa okay yeah I yeah. I've just been taking over right now so yeah that's a, yeah. That's a good one and be careful when if you do put your hand up to talk do not put your hand in your spouse's face right, right, <laughs> right. not like talk to the hand yeah. that's not what we mean just like like teacher yeah, <laughs> you know my turn <laughs> yeah my turn I love it yeah very good so before we leave today we really felt like this was a very important episode to end in prayer because this is a spiritual battle and we really want you as a husband and wife to really focus on who the real enemy is and join your shields of faith, lock them together and move forward and have victory. Well, let's pray. I'm holding Janine's hand right now. Join us in prayer today. Father in heaven, we thank you for this wonderful, amazing opportunity to talk about this topic of conflict and how we resolve conflict in our marriage relationship. We pray today that the content that was shared and expressed that married couples would be able to take these tools and use them in their own marriage toolbox. Mm -hmm. We pray that you would help couples come to a healthy and vibrant way of communicating about those tough situations and most of all, how to resolve conflict in their own marriage. Mm -hmm. 
Lord, show us those moments where we should overlook an offense. Show us those moments where perhaps maybe we have over-exaggerated an offense. And most of all, Lord, we pray that you would help each and every one of us to get to the place to where we learn how to overcome the offenses in our marriage. Yes, Lord. And right now I just pray for every couple that's listening, that tunes in, that may be in the opposite corners of the ring, of that marriage ring in their home. I pray that, Lord, you would help them to open their eyes to see who the true enemy is and that they would lay down their pride and in humility join the hand with their hand, the hands of their spouse, Lord, and battle against the true enemy who is Satan, who has come to still kill and destroy. Lord, we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we have victory Mm -hmm. through Christ. We fight from victory. And I pray that they would see that, Lord, when they combine their faith and their trust in you, that nothing can stand before them, that they cannot defeat. Lord, you are with us. If you are with us, Lord, who dare be against us, bless these marriages. Yes, Lord. Bless them and give them victory. We ask that you would bless them with happiness, with joy, with peace. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, give them favor. Amen. Amen. So our goal is to help marriages stay strong and grow together. So as we wrap up our time together, we'd like to share a few things with our listeners. Number one, we launched our brand new website, thefavoritemarriage.com. If you go there, you're going to be able to find additional marriage resources such as blogs and bonus episodes. And we hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to share the podcast with your family and your friends. You'll find all the contact information in the show notes. Yes, well, that's it for now. We look forward to hanging out with you on the next episode of The Favorite Marriage. As always, we pray that you experience God's favor on your forever. Thanks for listening to The Favorite Marriage, where you and your spouse can experience God's favor on your forever. If you enjoyed this resource, please leave us a review and share it with your friends. We'll see you next time on The Favorite Marriage Podcast.